0: Show.
1: Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan.
2: And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual, Textual healing. healing. Hobby Lobby.
1: Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Bakeries. What do these things all have in common? This is like
0: a 60 minutes intro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Leslie Stahl.
0: That sounds like a really creative
1: buffet. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I'm morally safer. I get morally safer. Is he dead? Leslie's, yeah, he's dead.
2: Oh. Yeah, he's I'm morally safer. I'm the I just, No, I'm
0: Oprah. She's uh, on 60 she Minutes. Is. She 60
2: minutes uh-huh. She's yeah. like, I'm Oprah with glasses. She does, special, she does special things on huh. 60 Minutes now. Yeah. Fun. Um, what what these things have in common that Elliot's so set up for me is uh, in recent years, there's been a lot of cases cases in, in the Supreme Court but also you know locally as well that have impacted the LGBTQ I can't even say Q-I-A. it
0: QIA you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> you uh, son of a bitch like
2: Hobby Lobby case a couple years ago with the Supreme Court like the bakery case that just happened recently with the Supreme <laughs> masterpiece Court. Cake or, uh, yeah. a masterpiece Cake Shop Masterpiece Cake Shop Chick-fil-A that decision a couple years ago <laughs> there was like a protest of Target because they gave money to Republican candidates wait what was Chick-fil-A again we just found out that the... they gave money to Republican candidates they supported Christian they were like a Christian organization that was anti-gay right
1: wasn't the guy the guy's name was Ben Cathy or something I don't know his name yeah, uh, I
2: remember. But the most recent case, you chuckle at his name. I mean, that's hilarious.
1: It's like ben, ben, like Ben Caffey was like, "Fuck the gays." It's like, excuse me, Mister Caffey. Uh,
2: <laughs> the most recent case is the Masterpiece Cake Shop oh, versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission, which basically um, said, "I'm summarizing this, but they they didn't want to they didn't want to make a cake for a same sex wedding couple." Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I yes, he didn't. He denied uh, the the baker denied <laughs> baker denied making a cake for i literally i have to laugh it makes me Why? laugh Why? because the idea of like two guys or two women going into a bakery and being like hi like going up to into a bakery where they make cupcakes and cakes and breads and then going into the bakery and being like hey we want to get um a wedding cake made and the guy or the woman behind the counter looks at them and is like no, I
0: can't. I just I can't. I am
1: not. <laughs> no, I will not bake you a. It's like literally <laughs> they didn't, they didn't ask with,
0: for an erection cake. It's they exactly, wanted it's like, a wedding cake. Wanna, I want that though. But it's I like, we're, like
1: know. think about like. And uh, obviously, this would never happen. But oh, your gosh, mom, H. Allen, <laughs> was a professional baker. A baker. Yes. The idea, and obviously, this would never happen. And she
2: the, would deny the gays too. But the idea of like a
1: couple, and like again, like a nice couple, two nice people who are going to. Well,
2: but okay. no, wait, wait, wait. Just hold on.
1: Two n- nice people. You're framing
2: it in a very like Pleasantville way. Yeah, because they're going into <laughs> a bake. They're not going to a bakery. Two nice gay people in in and just giving money to a homeless because person because they're,
1: they're not going into a bakery, a guns a blazing, bridge. and being like, "Give us a cake and make okay. it gay." Let's
2: not make it so extreme. So this, what basically the situation is: these people believe because of their religious beliefs in their private business, they don't necessarily have to um be nice yes i i agree with you but they don't have to bake a cake for a Marriage that they religiously don't believe in, right? And, and also,
0: I actually listened to the to the debates, yeah, uh, to the the Supreme Court argument. A lot of this, at least in the arguments, a lot of it hinged on that this is their creative expression. Oh my god, which is really funny to me. Which, which is <laughs> that which is, and funny. that was something that the liberals did not accept. Yeah, uh, of course, was that this is him their, squirting out <laughs> some frosting <laughs> I on mean, a cake. Green is, frosting is is creative <laughs> expression. Uh, for what it's
2: worth, it was a seven to two
0: decision. Two of the liberals seven joined to two. with the well, conservatives. Well, because you have to
2: think of it in terms of in legal terms. States across the country. I think it's like a twenty some states across the country. No, thirty some don't have. Um, Uh, same-sex discrimination on their anti-discrimination policies for the state, which means then that if you are a, a gay person and you claim that you've been discriminated against because of your sexuality, it is not necessarily protected within that state's constitution or laws saying that you can't claim... Sexual discrimination at a bakery—you Be- can't prove that because of your sexuality they won't whatever. Like that's the, that's right. that's it. And <laughs> so, I I'm sorry. And I'm so, sorry. so oh, wait, wait. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, it's know. important for totally, and, and it's also important too. I mean, religious freedom is a, and I'm I don't <laughs> want to support these people, but religious freedom is a big fucking deal in this country,
0: and the Supreme yeah. Court uh, is very liberal when it comes to supporting religious freedoms. Now, religious yes. freedom. The, the, sort of it's taken on this term within the last few years of basically bigots yes. uh, whitewashing religious what they're hate. doing with r- with religious hate. But yeah. there's a legitimate argument to be made, and this is coming from an atheist, that religious freedom is a, is a
2: valuable endeavor to pursue. Because if they have the state law that doesn't protect gay people, basically, which I think every state should, but if they don't have that law and a private business is Christian, they, a private business has the right to deny service, for a myriad of reasons. Um, but if the no shirt, re-
0: no shoes, no service. But if True. the reason
2: that they are discriminating or saying they won't serve a person is be- for a reason that is protected under that state, for example, race, then that is against the law. And then that person who gets denied can sue them and say, you denied me service because I'm black and this is a protected minority. Mm. Gay people aren't protected in many states and so gay people can't use that. Now gay people you could you, there's a lot of legal areas you could go to with this but this specific case and I didn't read everything with this case but I feel like I pretty much know it. This specific case was a gay couple being denied a cake at a cake shop that was owned <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that was owned by Christian people. And and but it is it, it is a big deal because Cases like this, I mean, just a couple. So it was owned by jerks. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's lots of Christian people
0: that will make a cake even if they don't believe in gay marriage for gay people. So many. So yeah, the, the bakery that's was
1: owned I, by jerks. That's but- why I laugh because, and I watch this guy, the the baker on the news, and it's like, you are a... you make cake like you do the the this the thing that. Children children go to your store to look at cupcakes children in windows. And Elliot goes to the me store too. to yeah. smell but the, the, I, the cupcakes. Just the idea, like the, the dark comedy of the mm-hmm. idea of going into a bakery and feeling a sort of like metaphysical put gut in punch in the gut mm-hmm. of someone being like no yeah, me, yeah, yeah no cake for you see but also is this is infused so... with
0: Elliot's love of baked goods yeah. i mean he but literally his heaven no, is a bakery like, to so... me it makes
1: sense that it's like <laughs> to me it would make sense that this kind of thing would be um, would feel more serious and i know it is serious but it would feel more serious as they were shopping for like wedding rings or something yeah. something that doesn't feel so goofy and, like, silly, yeah. the idea of being, like, buttercream or chocolate is so stupid yeah. <laughs> that this baker would be like, mm-mm, sorry, can't
2: do it. For me, though, it isn't so much about this case. It's about the precedent and what happens with cases like this. When and also, there have been other cases like this, there like, have,
1: specifically with bakers s- refusing to bake
2: cakes, right? Forget about the bakeries for a second. So I will not. The, yeah, the, he's, the, this guy, He won't. He won't. <laughs> but... When cases like this come about, and uh, suits like this shouldn't be brought about, the jerks like this shouldn't. They they should just make the fucking cake. It's a business. It's money. It's whatever. But when, because there are legal standings that give rights to people denying service to certain people in in states, um, what this does is it leads to discrimination in other ways against LGBT people. So, like for example, when this case came out, (laughs) the next day someone posted a sign. I think in Alabama. That
1: said, Tennessee. A Tennessee guy put up a sign in his hardware store. Um well in 2015 he hung one up that said no gays allowed and then he yeah he he, he, yeah. <laughs> he, he no, ha- hung I won't it sell in, hammers to a gay. <laughs> he said he hung it in to back up the celebration of the recent Supreme Court ruling yeah. allowing a Colorado baker the right to not servicing sex couple wow. and then um you know it was uh, they they asked that he take it down so he took it down <laughs> And said, um, we were, they put up a sign that said, we, res- we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone who would violate our rights of freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And then, after this case happened, he put the original sign back up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no,
2: he's a jerk. He's a jerk. But what I, but, but what is serious about this is that hate crimes have been on the rise ever since Trump was elected. That's a statistical fact. And people, Are you sure? Positive. <laughs> and people living in these areas. I don't the know. The three of us are very protected in, in California. Very but much. The, but people living in Tennessee, for example, don't have the same protections that we do, and they have to sometimes deal with discrimination. It's sort of the the passing discrimination. Yes. Not, it's not they're being beaten. It's not that they're no. being kicked out of a Starbucks like some African Americans in this country. It's It's... It's that they're having that subtle discrimination of two gay guys going to a fucking Cracker Barrel and having the waitress give them weird looks. Right.
0: Speaking so of which, by the way, Cracker Barrel, I'm not kidding. They had uh, a brunch menu choice recently, which was a fried chicken with a pimento cheese sauce on Oh, top. I know this. It was, uh, and it was, um, uh, it was like a, an Eggs Benedict. Uh-huh. I almost drove...
2: One hundred and ten miles I'll go to with get you. that. I'll go with you. I, to I looked Barrel.
0: at the menu again recently online, and they took it off the menu. Oh. I'm not going to go if it's not going to be. When cool. I go to
2: St. Louis to visit my folks, they go to Cracker Barrel at least three times while I'm there, I, just because I, they like it. I had a dream about that eggs Benedict. Really?
0: Yeah, because English muffin. B- delicious yeah. fried
1: chicken.
2: Yeah. They pimento do have pimento cheese chicken. smothered. Yeah. <laughs> have you had their cheese casserole? No. Or their I've, tater only had, I've casserole actually only or been whatever? once. It's good. Wait, it's, are there cracker it's, barrels in Michigan? fun. Totally oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's cracker barrels all across the country, Elliot. There's mm-hmm. one on the way. There's literally not one halfway to City. Vegas from LA. There is in New York, though. So, no. this is what I was going to yeah. say about this decision.
0: I do think this was, the, you know, this is, I'm obviously not uh, a lawyer. Uh, But I do think this decision was blown a little bit out of proportion by some people on social media. Uh, Get out of here. Even if you read uh, the ACLU, which we all know is a super left-leaning, even if you read their response to this decision, it's it's shockingly tepid. Uh, Because the ACLU, I think, frankly, is very consistent and they are very – considerate towards religious liberties mm-hmm. and i think for a lot of people as you saw with two of the liberal justices in this a lot of people did see this as sort of an impingement on some some
2: people's ability to, to, to draw a line um also the our past guest of ours the um the problem gaze guy he he went in depth on his instagram recently talking about this he's a lawyer and went in depth talking about this case a little bit and sort of how it isn't a huge setback for the community. Yes. So while it is a not a good thing. It's disappointing. Thing. I don't it's, disappointing. Think it's a setback. I think the, the precedent
1: of it is just like really to me it's just like really like really like yes. So that'll be that'll be your your counter argument. Really? Your, your really? It's just part. like for real you, you gotta be a dick to two men or two women who go and be like who go into a store being like can you
2: make us a cake and he's like yeah. but literally so like, lame every person hearing you say that though who like like i don't know like, like women black people etc they're gonna be like yeah people are that, dicks but that's
1: what i'm saying like it's that <laughs> subtle subtle racism or subtle yeah. homophobia subtle discrimination to it's which just... i'm i wish in my deepest you know of hearts could be like in person if it happened to me be like really go fuck yourself! what the fuck is wrong with you that you give me that look because I'm walking in your store and I'm black or I'm going into your bakery asking for fucking cupcakes and you're turning me away like fuck You, you you can
0: tell you can genuinely tell the worst thing that can happen to Elliot is that he is refused cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing that can happen to you. Did you know that this is the most impassioned I've ever seen yeah. him? That Come on! Big.
1: Did you know that when I was three years old, um, we had like a neighborhood bakery or whatever, and my mom brought me, and I was three years old, so I was walking clearly and talking. Um,
2: oh, I still can't do that.
1: Right, right. You're figuring it out. Um, and so for it wasn't a big bakery, but my mom looked and she and I and I had gone missing. She couldn't find me anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, she's looking around the bakery, and then um, it turns out that uh, little three-year-old me had crawled into the display and was eating a cake with my hands. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and that's They because, had you arrested on the spot. No, I think it's because my parents denied me sugar for the first year of my life, and it's backfired. My
0: brother lived uh, This is actually really funny. My parents were very strict about sugar with my brother, who is older than me, and he's also very smart, so uh, when he was like, w- whatever it was, four, five, six years old, and he would save up his like 50 cents a week allowance to get a candy bar, and he would check the net weight of every candy bar at the store, and he would Why? buy the one that is the heaviest, because it meant the most amount of sugar was consumed. <laughs> he
2: was like six years That's old, so he was weird. like balancing Such which one is heavier. the opposite childhood, in that my family just let me eat. Anything, you were encouraged, which is why I have a weight problem to this day, <laughs>
1: and that's why the sugar uh, uh, refusal for my first year I think has yeah. backfired tremendously. Backfired I'm, the, I'm the only profound, one here drinking like, yeah.
2: a big gulp. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, what I yeah. want to
1: do is make a is make a pie, yeah, just like the pie that they, that they made in the help, and deliver it to the masterpiece bake shop in Colorado. A pie full of yeah. diarrhea. A or duty, duty
2: pie. pie. Well, didn't they didn't they yelp bomb? The, oh the place? but things have happened, I'm yeah. sure.
1: And they had to yeah. close down, I think, temporarily, which is like awesome. Yeah, true. Love it.
0: Not even joking.
1: We're here with Kieran Gandhi, who performs as Madame Gandhi. That's that's it. I did it. Yeah. Yes. You had like NPR voice for that. <laughs> yes, too. I did. We're
0: here
2: with Kieran Gandhi.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for being here.
3: This is awesome. I'm so yeah. lucky to be yeah. here.
1: Well, I I saw you at Stories of, a storytelling show in L.A., mm-hmm. where the theme was jealousy. Um, Something Brent knows so much about. <laughs> it's true. I had just, to bring that up.
0: We were talking between the segments, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I know a lot about
2: that. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's his, it's his Instagram profile yeah. description. <laughs> but Jealous. your story
1: is just, like, fascinating. And, um, I mean, I just know you grew up between Manhattan and Bombay. Mm-hmm. And then you... Um, What train went there? (laughs) (laughs) This is is Bombay, Michigan.
0: Can I say one thing? My mom used to be
3: so amazing. She used to, um, like, so let's say three of us, my brother and sister and I were like sitting in the three seats in economy together. She would like lift up all of the middle um, armrests and just like ask for a bunch of extra blankets from the air hostesses and just like build us a fort. And so we used to just like cuddle together and it just felt cozy. And she would make the ground below the the seats Uh like comfortable by padding it with blankets so we would rotate between two of us taking the three seats on the top and then one person down below your mom is awesome awesome. awesome. you know what you know what I just (laughs) discovered
0: after 20 some years of life I just discovered you, you can fall asleep on the plane if you yes. put your head on your arms rested on the...
3: The folding, the folding. table. Mm-hmm. Well, by the way... I didn't the, know that until like a you know year they, ago. They make a
1: pillow now meant for yeah, that. I've yes. seen that advertised yes. in the yes. sky.
2: They don't all. get
0: good reviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they don't like get
2: good reviews. Crazy. <laughs> my, mom, so my mom openly told us, because she had a bunch of kids, and she just <laughs> she gave no fucks at the end. She was like, oh, I gave you Benadryl. <laughs>
3: this is effective. Yeah. Oh, just, on the flight? She's yeah, like oh. she doing you and she roofied you. Yeah. <laughs> she
2: roofied me. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, Once on our way. trip to Orlando, and I was I was like, that's why I was groggy I when I got was, to Orlando. I you guys took a lot of road trips. We did. So she pedestrialed <laughs> you for those two? <laughs> no, not the road trips. Just the <laughs> flying. Not the
0: just road trips. By yeah. like. Armfuls of Benadryl because like, all these kids and Costco models, like, level Benadryl or back. like sippy
2: cups with like grape quote grape juice. <laughs> my mom also openly said that I was a mistake. So yeah, I mean, lovely. my mom she's 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 a she, she she's a real honest person. She's the the best. Best. really sweet. I can't watch yeah. yeah. So okay, <laughs> so your um, your story is just fascinating.
1: You grew up in New York, and then you were, your first job out of school was at Interscope, where you were the first digital analyst. Yeah. Which is basically like from and I'm just positing here, but they were like. Tell us how the internet works.
3: Yes, it was exactly (laughs) like that. That's what it was. It was exactly like that. They won't hire anybody out of school. And so I remember being like, fine, I'll just get an internship. Like, I was so thirsty to work in the music industry mm-hmm. and I had two very traditional Indian parents who were like what do you mean you're moving to LA like we just funded your education to go to Georgetown to stay on the East Coast and work mm-hmm. in political science or in the Capitol Hill or for the mayor or for something yeah. you know yeah. and, uh, and, and not only did I not have a job but it was an internship and if you have yeah. an internship upon graduation Georgetown won't even print that you have a job so it just looks like you're jobless really even though I was oh, so my proud God. of my internship wait there's my like a website they
0: maintain of like where it's like the graduation
3: dads? booklet so they print oh, wow. like McKinsey and all these things. Anyway, I uh, I remember going and getting this job by hustling for three months and basically being like, Did you know that Spotify sends statistics about how the artists are performing online? But we have to analyze it and then we can compare, um, you know, a Kendrick Lamar to a schoolboy Q and analyze Paul and Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and to analyze uh, the data. So that was pretty much it. They're like, You millennials understand how the internet works. If you can explain it, that would be great. Right, interesting. Wow. Did you like it? I loved it. I loved it because I think, especially as a young female, I think. We get typecast into getting the coffee and having to like mm-hmm. be the front person, receptionist, and looking cute and weird shit like that. And sure. I had a badass female boss who basically told the label that if we don't hire her, that she was going to go to a hedge fund, which was me. And, oh, and So wow. that we That's had to, awesome. yeah. And so that and and because I was a math major when I went to school, she kind of like played that up. She's like, "We never get math majors. Like this is a real lucky moment. <laughs> yeah. Let's take it." Yeah. 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 So she really mentored me for two years, got me this job, and and it was because of my two years working at Interscope I got the gig. Drumming for MIA. How did right. that
2: happen, though? Wait. Like, what was? Because I mean, you're doing, uh, like, wait, not, analytical work. And not only did you get the job, drumming
1: for MIA, which we want you to explain in a second. But also, while you were drumming for MIA, you were going to Harvard Business School mm. while drumming for MIA. Because you talked about this at the show. But you, I believe, you said you were drumming on the weekends and then flying back to Massachusetts to go to class. That's huh. insane. How do do you even, how does that happen?
3: It was an insane time. I, You know, this is the moment of jealousy that I wanted to talk about a little yeah. bit, because two years into that time at Interscope, even though I was joyful to be at a record label and in music and getting paid to be in music, it was still an office job, and it was a desk yeah. job, and yeah. I was looking at the same walls every day, and I felt kind of jealous of my friends who got to go be on tour and travel mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. and I remember kind of putting that out into the universe. Like, I really want to drum on someone really dope's project, and I felt like almost instantaneously I saw that my boss had this meeting with MIA, and I begged her to come, and, and then I'll, I'll tell you that story in a second. But simultaneously, I was also like, I may be jealous of my friends who get to tour, but I also had this jealousy slash inspiration um, from my boss who is this really badass, more senior executive person at the label running shit. And she had an MBA and I I thought the same thing. I said, maybe if I had a more senior level position in music, I could be running my own schedule, I can be Mm -hmm. influencing. So those are the two like atomic energies that I sent out into the world. I was like, I want to either go more in the music business side or more on the drumming side. And then both came true because I ended up getting into Harvard and I ended up landing wow. the MIA drumming gig. Hmm. By
2: emailing her, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, just, wait, so you just so emailed MIA?
2: How did, first, well, I guess I know how you got the email because of the meeting, but like how... Did you have to send a video? Like, Wait, did, did you do you a get YouTube an email address? Listen how does to that work? It's just amazing. I went Wait. to the
3: meeting, and then Maya left, and then to the rest of the people still sitting in the meeting, very calmly and carefully, because you're not allowed to talk in the meetings if you're like 23. They don't care. Yeah. But I was like, everyone, I think that if Maya had a drummer, maybe somebody brown, maybe somebody female, yeah. maybe somebody who can play the part, <clears throat> you know, like myself, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the show would be augmented. And one of her product managers actually took me seriously and was like, okay, Karen, if you send me an email and a little sample of your work, I'll forward it on. And so literally in two days, I got one of my friends to shoot me playing a video to her music. Yeah. And we did send it to her. And Maya responded, which just gives her What'd the street It was in all capital letters, of the course, email. Of course, all caps. It yeah, was maybe. like, hi, we're not thinking about the tour just yet, but I'll hit you up when we do. And this <sighs> video is really dope. I've that's never
0: gotten an email awesome. in all caps. I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever been Not that even excited. From your mother, <laughs> my <laughs> mom, got exclusively all caps. Points. She gets. She, I get a <laughs> yeah. lot of exclamation points from her. It's like, mom, are you yelling?
3: Emojis, at me? Emojis You know what's sad? Yeah. A thing in 20, 2012.
2: Sure, that's, that's true. But people then, weren't really doing. it. But then that. what's so cool is that you, were,
1: you it. At least the, when you talked about it at the show, you were saying that like, you were like, oh my god, I got an email from from Mia. That was enough. Like that's crazy. That's enough. And then you kind of didn't think anything of it. And then once the tour rolled around, they were like. Hey, uh, Kieran, you want to drum on our tour?
2: Yes. And you had always
0: loved drumming, right? You were obviously incredible at
2: it. But you'd only been doing it for a few months, right? No, or, no.
3: I no. grew up playing the drums. Oh, okay. We didn't say that. That's Got true. It. We just yeah. fast-forwarded. I
2: know. I was like, <laughs> no. how did that happen? Or I <laughs> grew up
3: playing the drums um, in New York City. There was lots of opportunities to play, and I think I think the reason why my parents <laughs> and my dad were particularly encouraging is because I think they saw it as, like, a diversity um, extracurricular activity to get
2: into For oh, Georgetown. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> drums, really, That's if you're, so if you're a parent and you allow your child to play the drums, you are just a blessed parent because <laughs> no parent facts. wants that noise. I mean, there's that, that, what's the Love Actually clip where the boy's learning yeah. how to play the drums it like and it's that. just like,
0: it you sound. guys don't know this, but I'm actually very good at playing the drums. Really? Yeah. Really? really? Rat-a-tat, rat-a-tat, rat rat <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. You gotta cross the yeah. sometimes. You I gotta have,
2: switch the arms. I, mm-hmm. I think visibly know. I would look good playing drums. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I'd I, think I think I how would I look fall like fall the biggest Yeah, I have a lot of, you know, girth.
1: I'm the older brother of a drummer uh my sister gr- drummed dr- yeah drummed that's the yeah. past tense drammed. <laughs> drammed. drammed drammed And in high school it was like every saturday morning without fail at like 8 a.m oh. when i would actually try to sleep in i was awoken by <laughs> just hours of drumming and yeah. it's like i want to support this but i also want sure. to sleep yeah. Can I hours sleep? of drumming wow that's really at that's least an adorable. hour but i couldn't go back to sleep on a yeah. saturday morning yeah phooey.
3: <laughs> Does Lana still play the drums?
1: Yeah. She doesn't have a drum set, but That's we still dope. have a drum set at her parents' house in Long Island, and when we're there, she'll,
2: she'll <laughs> yeah. play or... My mom won't sell my Thanksgiving trumpet. Thanksgiving
1: drums! <laughs> Wait, your parents st-
0: my My mom won't sell my trumpet or give it away. Aww. I like, I play the trumpet. I quit in freshman year of high school. Oh I didn't really God. like it that much, and I haven't touched it since, and I'm like... Just why won't she away. sell it or give it away? I think I think she wants me to start playing again.
1: <laughs> Would you ever?
2: <laughs> Never. I'd I know. Love I don't like. I don't Brent like the trumpet. My mom. My the mom the threw away my yearbook. She oh, used it. What? Oh, she harsh. said they 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 needed something to put under the like they they were lifting up the car and they didn't have the cinder blocks or whatever, so they yeah. used a bunch of books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it was <laughs> it was my yearbooks. Wow. That's insane. My mom, but we're not nostalgic That's people. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not nostalgic I have to All tell right. you
3: one thing that I was also just thinking about to keep, this is a queer podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of thinking just now with the MIA story, I have like the modern day version of that story, yeah. which is like, just happened recently.
1: What? Tell us.
3: And- it's like so there's so many levels to this story and I haven't been able to tell this story to anybody tell so I'm very us. happy to oh. finally share it with someone you tell us it here first so in January I started boxing and this really dope, Rumble like <clears throat> no it's what? not Rumble it's real it's way more like real Angeleno yes like, got it and huh? like down and dirty yes, yes. and like Like free-for-all and there's like 50 punching bags and they blast music. They usually blast salsa music and very few people speak English and you just pull up and it's like badass. I want to
2: do that. You'll have to
3: come. tomorrow 6 o'clock.
2: I won't do that. (laughs) PM, PM. Oh, PM. I'll do (laughs) PM. PM.
3: It's uh, City of Angels Boxing. It's my favorite. It's like a religion for me now. I've been going consistently for six months. I don't do anything consistently. So this is major. But let me tell you why. Because, so I started going in January, February. Then I used to stop going. I used to Go for the eight o'clock class, then I was going for the seven. As I arrived at the seven, I noticed the six p.m. class was finishing, and then I noticed the instructor, mm-hmm. and she's the most. I just had an instant vibe. I was just yeah. like, "Who is that?" <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Yeah. So she like cut
2: and like. She's no, she has like
3: a beautiful boxer body. Like she's not. Oh. It's not like overly muscled. She's just beautiful, and yeah. she's like Chilean. Has like these blue eyes. I
2: always ask for female <clears> trainers at the gym.
3: Smart, <laughs> and, because, they, and, and they she and ask me why. Everybody. They
2: ask me why and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with dudes. I why? don't. Because
3: yeah. I, I feel like
2: they're judging. I, there's yeah. just too much pressure yeah, on g- that. I get that.
0: You know what bums real quick, what bums me out is I haven't had, I think it's because of the ubiquity of Instagram, Grinder, all these things. I haven't had that feeling of like seeing someone from across the room. That's why
3: I had to tell the story. In, yeah. Uh, because it's it's like, it's and that's why I try, I like have lasted staying off these apps yeah. because I at least feel like organically if you fall in love with someone or you like run into somebody in your own day-to-day life flow and you already have a crush on them, that means they're already organically doing at least one thing similar that you would be doing. Mm -hmm. Um... So I started going to her class yeah. religiously and I have yellow hair so I think she noticed me.
1: <laughs> um, Great. Love it. Um,
3: and one month later I was like on her Instagram and I noticed that she was already following me. Hey. And so wow. then I was just so happy about this fact. Uh, <laughs> and so then it, this was, like I was really excited. It was like the end of February and every time I try to talk to her I like spill water or like don't know what to say yeah. or like yeah. she doesn't hear me and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really want to know how to talk in real human form. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I eventually slid into her DM because I was playing a show in Chile mm. and I was like, oh, she's Chilean. I can ask for quote unquote recommendations. Yeah, recommend- yeah. yeah. It's a total sure. legitimate good, reason to sign into somebody's DM. Yes. So I slid into her DM and she was just so platonic with me. Just like, oh, yes, go to this one restaurant. And I was like, oh, my god. So for all of March and all of April, it was just like this excruciating thing where I would like hit her with something right. that I felt like was legit, but not, I never felt flirted outwardly. It was always like, I'm talking to you on DM clearly that's flirting to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. But I never was like, you're so fine. You know, I didn't yeah. say any of that. So anyway, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. And when this was happening in April, I was kind of like, okay, as I invited her to a show of mine, she didn't come. Mm. I was like, fine. So maybe she doesn't want to come to my show. But then I looked who she, which artist she was following because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm in the music industry. Smart. Maybe I can flex I on yeah. who I can yes. invite her to. Yeah. So I saw she was following Kehlani, Okay. So I was like, this is great. Kehlani's like a queer, yes. love, romantic, yeah. R&B. I was like, I got to invite her to to this show and I gotta get dope seats to go to the yeah. show. So I was like, let's see when Kehlani's playing L.A. next. Then I saw Keilani's playing Pride, L.A. Pride, yeah. main stage at L.A. Pride, yeah. Saturday night, yeah? 11 wow. p.m. set. This is perfect. Then I was like, fuck, how am I gonna get tickets? I don't really know the project like that. Yeah. And then I was like, how do I get tickets to anything? oh, I play it. I just play it. I need to just be playing the show. Yeah. So then I slid into Keilani's DM, <gasps> and I was like, "Keilani, I have the best idea of my whole life. Can I play percussion for you at your WeHo Pride show? And she's like, oh, yeah, done. So smart. Oh Great my idea. God. Wait, 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 wait. Yes.
1: Does that mean that sh- she didn't have musicians?
3: She didn't have a percussionist. Wow. Rarely do artists have percussionists. So you really? Were literally
1: Why? Like, you were literally like... Kaylani, can I play drums for you? And she was like, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Can <laughs> I play drums for you so I can get laid? Oh, yes. That
3: was the whole manifestation. Why don't they I play I forgot percussion? an important fact. Oh. I forgot an important fact. Sorry, this is crucial to this story. Yeah. Last year at SF Pride, Kehlani was in my audi- audience organically when mm-hmm. I was performing and she had commented on one of my things about the show and was like yeah. you were amazing this was really powerful so obviously I was like so lucky that Kehlani had yeah. organically found me uh-huh. but in the way that most artists and most interactions go we're all like oh I love you love you hope we can work in the future but yeah. Yeah. no one no, ever on knows Instagram. how <laughs> yeah. yeah. so I was just yeah. kind of like and this is like advice for anybody who's listening I just feel like if I paint the picture and make it easy for the reason as to how mm-hmm. we can work together yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like a no brainer and it's easy and I live in LA so it's there's the The secret. You thought it, (laughs) you made it happen. Yes. So I was like (laughs) painting the picture for her, but kept it short. You know, people send hella long DMs. Like, Mm, it was just like, can I play? Your show is on June 9th. I live in LA. I'll play percussion. I'll learn the set. It was a yes.
2: That's amazing. So,
3: all of this to say, I got to play drums for Kalani, and it went so well that I got invited to now play the next two Pride shows that she's doing. Oh, oh wow. great! So and
2: fun. and I learned what percussion. I didn't but, know percussion. It's way, so drums. congas and
3: bongos. We're congas, congas, bongos, oh, cowbells, oh, so What's just a what?
2: Timbali Timbales like.
3: Oh, like BB from
2: Drag Race.
1: Uh, Yeah, but the actual instrument. Mm-hmm. BB yeah. says it with her mouth. I'm lost. I don't know much yeah. about live
0: music. Shakers, just, just
2: Alan just shakers. Watch me
1: drum. Ready rat-a-tat, rat-a-tat, <laughs> rat-a-tat, rat-a-tat.
0: <laughs> So did you end up did you end up meeting which yeah, what happened, the with the so with Boxer what happened Bay, with Boxer Bay? Let yeah. me tell you
3: what happened with Boxer, Boxer Bay. So did she show up? So, Boxer Bay. So, I didn't know if the Kalani thing was going to happen, so I didn't mention it to Boxer Bay. Right. But I did just be like, oh, I see you listen to Kalani. Good <sighs> choice.
1: <laughs> Wait, in person or on DM?
3: I think on DM. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I
1: love it.
0: That's, That's a bold she move. She leaves
3: really quickly after yeah, the show, yeah, after, yeah. The, class, after the class. Yeah. I, lo- I,
0: like, I love a slow burn like and that. she got yeah. slow. You got to you plant those seeds. Yep. My boyfriend and, and I started over season. DM.
2: You did. Yeah. It's, and it works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like he was on a TV show and then it was DM. But right. Still. And here's another Bullock. critical fact yeah. is
3: like, she might have been really one word responses J. on DM, Bullock. but anytime <laughs> that I would post a story on my Instagram, she'd be the first to fucking check it. Wow. I'm like, don't yeah. fucking no. check my story if yeah. you're not no. interested. Right. She's all about it. She, she was wants it. Yeah. So, so what happened? By, so a by the end of... April, amazingly, she DM'd me with her number. What? Yes! What? Oh, my God. It was the most amazing oh day of my whole life. What you
2: got to do then, you got to take that number, you got to yeah. go into Facebook and then stalk you the gotta, shit wait, you gotta out. Wait, wait, wait. You got to screen
3: grab
0: that. You got to screen grab, that like, moment. like, uh, <laughs> you know, when you see you have a, a direct yes. message from someone and frame that screen grab. I, yeah. the I pretty thing. much
3: did. And I pretty much did screen grab it because I so felt I, so grateful. So, met? me and Boxer Bay went on a date.
1: <gasps> Before or after? Pride. Before
3: Pride. I had
1: less teed stress. this
3: up in case like I was still on right. the DM for two more months. Sure, yeah, I was just sure. like, let's have no. a right, right. game plan. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. We can't be that, DMing forever. you
2: keep that DM after that numbers are ex- exchanged, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just
3: thinking in case she had never given me her number, I was lining up the Kehlani thing as a future reason to yeah, hang that's out. That's
2: smart. <laughs> you and I are a lot alike, <laughs> actually.
3: So anyway, at the end of April, first week of May, we finally got together and It's been six weeks and it's like so. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's great. And I'm so like. I'm, like, so into it. Into it. it. Wait, yeah. So do you still... So is, it, is, it,
2: is it weird at the class
3: now? No, anyway, it's so hot and fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, so fun. Because you're like,
2: I know fun. where those moves come yes! from. Oh, my yes! God. Yeah. It's so hot and
3: fun. I've
2: had her undercut. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know terminology yeah, don't about it. That. That's yeah.
3: a term. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and she's so, like, she's so sweet because she used to, like, her style of flirting is, like, to really make a lot of fun, but I'm, like, very mm-hmm. sensitive, so eventually yeah. I had to tell her, I was, like... Babe, it doesn't make me feel good yeah. when you tell me I look awkward. Like <laughs> that does not make oh, me feel no. good. Oh no. Oh no. And so she's like really changed and like is a lot more loving and like That's I serious. work out harder now. Oh my That's
2: great. god. Like, show up early. It Whoa. is weird. It is weird when your partner like like that, like does things like when you're like, a with, like oh, if you're dating someone or whatever like you it, it points out things about you that you don't like like Michael always grabs my double chin mm-hmm. he's always grabbing yeah. my double chin and I'm like Why?
3: if they do in a way to make you feel like I love every yes. atom of you he does then it that way yeah. 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 has
1: your partner ever said it's really unsexy when you fight with your parents
3: <laughs> anybody I said that to
0: you yes that's right yeah. yes
1: he was really not un- great it's really unbecoming <laughs> like, when you have arguments
0: with your parents
1: it's really yeah. not attractive when you fight How with your you parents. Respond?
3: Onto
1: on to that. I'm Jewish. This is how it oh, goes. This, how
3: yeah. this is how what we communicate. This is how we
1: do. <laughs> this is how people talk on Long yeah. Island. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I could. we could talk to you yeah, forever about it. Yeah, there's so about, much. Um, Let's well, keep it well, moving. Let me ask you this. Can you explain what atomic living is?
3: Mm-hmm. Atomic living is using spontaneity, spontaneity productively. Every mm-hmm. time I'd grow up or go to Georgetown or when I went to do my master's at Harvard, everything mm-hmm. is like, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? Let's do this thing 12 months in advance to then get you some internship, which will then eventually get you this other thing. And yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't live like that. I still can't live like that.
2: It's so stressful. I, it I, is. I, I can't relate more, like, with cancer. I had cancer a couple years ago. and Don't brag, well, Ellen. It, please, it, it, please. No, oh bitch, never quit <laughs> bragging. <laughs> (laughs) dark. It sucks (laughs) because, like, you're right. Like, there's... Everything is about like, looking forward and planning for the future and, like, figuring out what to do next and it's like fuck that yes, I can't have do to that get anymore you yeah. have to be in this moment and accept this, the second no, you're it in is, and
3: they want us to be on the hamster wheel forever yes, and that's, exactly. part of the pro, like, that's part of the bait you yeah. know and it's like because the second that humans get whatever that paycheck they thought that was like the aspirational mm-hmm. one then you're already on to the next one and yeah. I've learned that I was like whoa like and that time, for me, it's less maybe with paychecks, but more just with like certain things in my life. I'm like, as soon as you get it, you already on to the next thing, yeah. you know? And so I've been really, like, today I went surfing. I, like, did a oh whole a bunch of emails. Awesome. Got two hours nice. of surfing in. Now I'm talking to all of y'all. Yes, on this podcast. Like, that's great. I feel very joyful moment to moment, and yeah. it's worked for me. So yeah. I had to kind of reverse engineer it and find a way to teach it, because many people think it's sort of new, new agey and... um or maybe flaky to say yeah. that you want to live in the present moment but actually every time that I've said yes to something first of all I show up with my fullest joyful self yeah. Yeah. so my phone is off I feel yeah. present yeah. with all three of you and that's because it's a yes but many people have asked come do this meeting come to that thing and I just say no because I know I'll be moody when I pull up if I say yes <laughs> yeah. I don't want to feel obligated and
2: the power of saying no Huge. I was just talking about this Huge. earlier with someone a, a past guest on this podcast Danny Pellegrino that like being able to say say no is so freeing. Like, to say, that's not really for me. Like, I, I do it with, like, hikes. I don't like hiking.
0: I and hate hiking. I
2: don't like hiking. It's like a thing. <laughs> I'd rather, like, you yeah. know, just be alone somewhere. Yes. But, yeah. so I say, I used to feel so obligated to say yes, yes. to things. And now it's so freeing just to be like, I'm not into that. Yes.
0: You know what's strange? This is, sounds ridiculous, but I, I have this weird thing where if I'm standing, if I'm meeting someone going on a first date and I'm standing in line... Yeah to order something or waiting to get a beer with them I cannot focus and then I because beca- I can- I'm focused on trying to order mm. which I feel like is my responsibility for some reason and so I've grown uh, this is a bit tangential but I've grown <laughs> this ability to walk into a, a date and say so great to meet you here's my thing Okay. I'm like weirdly what neurotic. Are your things?
3: Oh, I I'm know. weirdly
0: neurotic about waiting in line. You stay here. I'll order, and then we'll start talking. Wow, that's I, smart. I don't that's like good. I don't like driving and talking, and I don't like walking and talking. Damn. I'm a good conversationalist. I just can't. Like when I'm dry so my nightmare scenario is someone who's like, hey, can you pick me up and we'll go somewhere? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll get your Uber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. buy you a limo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're showing the person up front who you are. Yeah. Exactly. You're yeah. showing them who you are. And so I've learned that too with times that things make me feel upset. My mom's taught me that. She's like, why? They're showing you who they are. Yeah. So that's yeah. beautiful. You say namaste and thank you. And now that I know who you are, I love you, but I can't, I, this is not good for me. Yeah. yeah. Or this is great for me and I can adjust and I'm down. You yeah. know, Boxer Bay used to pull up, she used to bring cut fruit and just hook up with me for an hour and then leave. <laughs>
2: leave? After fruit?
3: Yes. Cut fruit. fruit? <laughs> yes. Cut she, fruit? Yeah, and tea. She doesn't drink alcohol. Both, yeah. She just eat, eats amazing cut fruit. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait,
1: like mango? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And she cuts it great.
3: so flawlessly. Like, I've never seen anybody Does she cut put fruit. Oh, put pepper on it? No. 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 She just picks the fruit flawlessly. You, you like the Whoa. pepper on
1: it? Uh, I like the paprika no, on Michael it. Michael loves the pepper. She, <sighs>
3: she just cuts mango and cuts watermelon and puts it in a kind Tupperware and brings it to me. That's oh delicious. My God. That's yes. smart. So is
1: she vegetarian? Yeah.
3: We're both vegan. Oh, wow.
1: wow. We
3: both run marathons. I cheered her marathon last week.
1: Wait, did yeah, she know? I, was, I know we have to wrap up, but did she know about, we should just quickly, exp, if you don't mind, explain yes. the London Marathon yes. story. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, oh, this is oh, a yeah. huge yes. thing, but.
3: This is also hella atomic. It's atomic, <laughs> atomic living, living at its living most. Yeah.
1: If you're boring, and, if you're bored about telling it, I'll no, tell. it, But I, no, I no, love no. hearing No, no, no. It you. was
3: the start of it was um, 2015. Yeah. I had I had been training for the London Marathon the second year of my time at Harvard. And I think if I'm being sincere it was my, sec- I was training for it because I think my time at business school was so like intense. I had like gained a bunch of weight. I remember like stress eating a lot. And I was like, I don't. This is not the person that I am. I mm-hmm. like to be free and joyful and connected to nature. And I don't mm-hmm. want to be on this capitalist patriarchal <laughs> hamster wheel. Yeah. You know, stress yeah. eating Rice Krispies. Like, fuck you guys. <laughs> right. like,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> (laughs) I I love Rice Krispie Treats. That's what they would
3: have feeding us. Like feed us a damn orange. Nature is crazy, you know. But like the available food at midnight. Also, like
2: Harvard, like you can afford an orange. Damn orange. Yes.
3: So anyway, I was training for the London Marathon, and I felt so excited about it, and it was such a big deal. And I flew out there, and I was at the start line, and realized I was about to get my period. And for anybody Mm. who doesn't have a cycle, let me tell you what you're not trying to do on day one. It's run run a marathon. A marathon. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: so
3: i remember being like damn when i was training i just would chill out for those four or five days each month you know i didn't need to be running i just yeah. would relax and I, I just it didn't even occur to me that this might have been an issue like it i wow. just didn't even think about it and so obviously i ran through my options pun intended like anybody <laughs> yeah. might yeah and i was like um a do you pad, like, what a
1: pa- like pads
3: that's chafing so that's right. a no-go yeah um <clears throat> a menstrual cup i didn't have one at the time can you
1: run with a tampon in
3: i mean i guess that's what people people do I didn't have one on me I didn't want to have like a half in half out situation as I was running I didn't know what the string was going to do as I was running there's no privacy on a marathon course to change it out one of my friends had run with like a second one in her little um, bra strap to like be able to change it out and then that Rubbing of holding the tampon in her bra strap yeah. gave her a scar. Oh my like god! Some d- like people are like really. She we are
2: all- weird. I ran a, I yes. a, a Vegas marathon and I ended that marathon with bloody fucking nipples, nipples. And, a I hear this. and a white shirt and a white shirt. I also can relate, sort of. I I couldn't no, use yes. the restroom before I ran. Yes, I was terrified because yes. I was in Las Vegas and my mom and I went to a buffet the night before because we were car loading. I know, and no. I had to use the restroom, yes. but I couldn't and use the, lines the restroom. Are so long, so long. Anyway, I'm um, sorry. It's Yours is worse. No,
3: it's all it's all <laughs> yeah. similar. Like, marathons are fucking weird. And, like, I didn't know what people do. And that yeah. was really where the radicalism came from. Because I was just like, this is fucked up. That I'm, like, in the most privileged elite scenario that I could be in. Um, and not self-aware of, like, how to take care of myself in this situation. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just kind of like fuck it I'm gonna just bleed freely and run and I knew ah. I knew it was, <laughs> I knew it was uh, on some like punk rock type shit I knew it was radical <laughs> I knew it was a thing like I didn't think it was normal I knew it was a thing but I kind of was like stepping into that I was like this is badass and no one's gonna be able to say anything to me because I'm running a fucking marathon right, like yeah. talk to me after yeah. you've run 26 miles yeah? like bleeding from the most sensitive part of your Point body .2 <laughs> yeah. 26.2 yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> thank you wait did so how did people react along, did people react because the photo the went viral right the
3: photo is what went viral and Broad City posted it which mm-hmm. was so so amazing um and supportive I when I ran on the marathon course no one gives a shit yeah runners are running like for their spectators own spectators even spectators I think I didn't care what the spectators yeah. thought because I was like I'm really out here running like this is actually kind of dope like yeah. I didn't feel shame I felt like this is crazy and then because I because also people tell you at mile 20 you're gonna hit the wall but Mm -hmm. I didn't we kept running and I didn't stop running the whole 26 miles I was very strong Mm -hmm. because I had trained so uh, like Mm -hmm. meticulously Yeah, I felt like Whoa, I feel like this myth has been lifted, mm. even today, I'm on day one, but I feel good. Yeah. I think they teach us you have to go on all weird birth control and do this and take this drug and that mito and all this shit, and it's like actually, you just eat nice fruit from the earth, and Mother Nature's got your back yeah. and go for a run
2: during chemo. I remember I had a lot of accidents, and there was a mm. lot of like needing help for certain things in my life, yeah. like immediately after the surgery, showering and bathing for like mm. weeks afterwards and it's really humbling to it's that really humbling you realize that we're human and things happen and things are natural and yeah I've had accidents just like I it, I won't go into any details but I had a lot of accidents and and it's so amazing how yeah some people react in weird ways but fuck that it's not mm. it's my life it's my existence yeah. it's what I'm but living but it's just
3: part of that oh, I know we have to wrap it's just part of this like weird old school European colonialist like yes organization of people and like creating ranking systems and creating lots of taboos around things that are so like normal you yeah
2: know? like loss of teeth that was, that was one thing I wanted to bring <laughs> yeah. up because like, oh, I yeah. lost a lot of teeth during chemo and yeah. there's such a social stigma like you lose your hair and you're bald and you're clearly sick during chemo people have sympathy for you you lose your teeth and you're poor Mm. And it's lack of
3: education. It's lack of information, you know, and just calling things normal, which is what happened after this menstrual marathon. It was like this wave had been wanting to happen. And because that was so, I, I suppose, jarring for people, but also had the radicalness of like, well, she did it's kind of fucked up but my Harvard degree and my drumming for MIA like made people take a second look at it right because they great. were like she knows what she's doing <laughs> which is kind of fucked yeah. up like you shouldn't need to have these random credentials for people right, to take you seriously right. but I sort of like, I kind of finessed that I was kind of like okay I'm, I'm cool like like Mm-hmm. Don't don't misunderstand my intention. Like, I know exactly yeah. the symbolism of right, this. Right. It's very intentional. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's you can't badass. change that.
2: I mean, you can't change your resume. You can't change who you are and where you've come from. And if where you are and who you've come from has dictated that eyes will react to the things that you do and say then use it and, yeah. and do it. Exactly. And, and fact, use it so, for your truth. Yes.
3: Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that it's interesting that that was a criticism that people said, well, oh, it's so easy for you. You're you're in this position of privilege. Yeah. And I'm like, but every person who has whatever privilege they've been given mm-hmm. should use it for a yeah. radical exactly. purpose if you yeah. know yeah. that you can. I'm like, it's safe for me to do that. Yeah. If someone who's growing up in India or in the, the Taliban run Pakistan mm-hmm. or, and, or Afghanistan is running a marathon like how I did, they'll be killed. I'm mm-hmm. you know? yeah. yeah. Like,
1: and it's something primitive. It's yeah. It's in your. It's just your body. It's yeah. just your body. It's amazing. Yeah. Let me. And one more question, just in general, as a runner, are you like an annoying runner where you're like, I, I'm. Breaking through, whatever, or are you just like, huh. like? Do you enjoy running? Breaking oh, through. Oh, oh, what? Oh, oh. I'm sorry, but the, the running culture can, I can. I'm sometimes like. Let me it's tell not you. Fun. No,
3: Elliot. When I first started running, I didn't tell anybody for six months. Okay. I didn't tell anybody because I was also afraid. Of I don't the like people say, "What app are you using? Yeah, oh, what's your mile yeah. time? How quick are you running? <laughs> yeah. What miles are you putting in? You better be putting in X amount of miles per week. We, weird culture shit like that. What brand are you running with? Right. But the worst Jeez. thing, that, the thing that I used to tell myself, I was like, "Kieran, can you run from this? bridge to that bridge. Because in in Cambridge it's like a lot of bridges. So I was like, Kieran, can you run from this bridge to that bridge? I'm like, listen, worst comes to worst, I just Uber my ass home. Nobody's gonna know. (laughs) I used to even get myself out of the door with that safety net. Wow. So I'm definitely not. Yeah. Um, Even, I think more recently, I've been, I've learned actually that if you're more vulnerable and you do say a little bit out loud what your goals are, then others hold you accountable. Sure, yeah. So like with my eating, I've been trying to rep Vegan more aggressively, right. but it's tricky because people do think it's an irritating thing when you say it. Mm-hmm. So, but then if I don't say it, then people bring hella food that I feel distracted by, <laughs> right, yeah. and I mm-hmm. don't want to eat that. I really right, do yeah. want to just eat fruits and vegetables. Right, yeah. So, I've been trying to tell people this is how I like to eat, and then they hold me accountable, and then I don't feel like I have to. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like then the environment molds to support me. So, it's yeah. similar with running.
1: All, like, yeah. all I'm saying is, I can't believe there's a magazine called Runner's World. I'm okay. like, how much stuff to start to write about oh, every I run. month. Yeah. Runner's
2: World actually, I used to read Runner's World when I ran a lot, but like...
3: But how much content no, can I, there be? I agree be? with you, Elliot. Just there's put some your damn shoes on and there. run, right? I agree with you. You I see know. people hella, with hella gear and shit. That's yeah. a real yeah. white person thing. Though. I'm is. sorry. You think is. in Kenya they have like I was 85 so, water bottles strapped to running,
2: their When I started running, I was so stressed out because I wanted to be like what I was supposed to be. And then I realized, no, nah, I just want to like run one song, walk one song. And then once I got up to the ability to run farther, I ran two songs. Songs Sweet. walked one song. Yes. ran three wow. songs. Walked one song. And you feel that progress. And you feel you feel it. You feel it, and it's all music based. And I got yep. pissed off when a Meatloaf song or an Elton John song yeah. came yeah. on because they're hella long. Yeah. There's something yeah. kind of <laughs>
1: scary too about the the individuality of running and yeah. like you're it's all you I love so that though that's classy. what I love about makes it you, like, what's your you st- sign Elliot? Gemini
3: Gemini oh happy birthday thank you very it's much it's your time yes thank you Kieran thank you
1: so thank much you. for being yeah, here thank you so much where can much? people find guess. you? it
3: was great uh, stay in touch with me on my Instagram at Madam Gandhi
1: thank you following
3: right now uh, love thanks love. so much for
1: being here so we really dope. appreciate it
3: thank you
2: and another thing
1: so let's talk about our worst jobs ever. I personally... Yeah. I know yours. Yeah. What is yours? I mean, the my... clipboard fr- The clipboard guy at... There's so many. I was a clipboard, guy for a, <laughs>
0: clipboard
2: guy for a clipboard guy McDonald.
1: Well, I was a clipboard guy for a gay a PR firm. <laughs> 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 so you were, you that was my to... way of trying to ingratiate myself into the community, and it was oh, horrifying. Oh yeah. Yeah. I worked at McDonald's, but I couldn't keep money in the cash wrap, so they had me on maintenance. That's right.
0: You wait. <laughs> Wait, his you, was never I either. always forget I you
1: were losing at McDonald's. money. <laughs> I kept losing all the money because I was so nervous that they were like, "Yeah, we have to fire How do you, you." Lose the money because Wait. math. But my that mom was is... like,
2: "You can't quit,"
1: and so she made me march back in, ask for my job back, and they said, "We love you, so we'll put you on
2: maintenance." So <laughs>
1: You're a janitor. Yes. Wait, are you really bad at math? I was just really nervous at that cash wrap. Really <laughs> nervous. Cash wrap? That's what they call it, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I, did I don't pla- they do. I don't it think they sound like- do. No,
2: it doesn't sound like what
1: they call it. I did plaster craft. Uh, I did, was the DJ at a plaster craft place, but I got fired after I put the fog machine on in a waitress's face by accident and knocked her over. Oh, wow. <laughs> and turned the strobe lights on at the wrong time, and a kid ran into the wall, and the woman fired me. I was the um, gardener for my mom's electrolysis, but <laughs> I would bring a boombox to listen to NPR while I was like digging up weeds. I worked at Talbots, which is actually an amazing job, even though I had clinical depression at the time. Uh-huh. Um, I was an intern to George Martin's son, who's a who's a from George Martin.
2: George R. R. Martin, or no George Martin,
1: guess? the Beatles producer, the oh, Fifth yeah. Beatle, quote unquote. Uh, all
2: right, he You've was had more jobs than I've had
1: in my entire life. I know. I, I was a. I had a work study job at NYU and a bizarre, <laughs> f, a bizarre student fact or some office that was called like. Educational pedagogy and I didn't I never understood what it was, but the woman who I worked for was named Stephanie <laughs> and she spoke like wolf. She literally had this voice. And I would literally get, I would dry heave because her voice grossed me out. Oh, th- um, I worked for a crazy producer who um, made me read a book about dealing with uh, working with people, working with a boss who has ODD, OCD. Oh, no, Ace, ADHD. And then I'll just I'm beginning finish to by saying. I think your
0: life is a lot more tragic than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: the worst job of all, the worst job of all. The of you're
2: making it worse.
1: Oh, Alan, no. <sighs> the worst job of all was, as you guys might remember, a summer in between college I was a temp for uh, a, a factory an entimans factory gig oh yeah and I did data entry for uh, yeah. uh, for Entenmann's <laughs> on Long Island at a factory yeah <clears throat> and it was disgusting and there was no internet and I yeah. would literally sleep in my seat just like sitting sleeping yeah um and it was a factory it was gnarly and then but they put me in an office where um right outside my window and nobody else had this in the whole place no. right outside my window their um system to keep away vermin instead of putting out pesticides oh. was to install a loudspeaker that played a loop 24/7 oh of attack birds squawking at full volume and it would play <laughs> oh my God. on a loop and it would drive me insane my mom quote wouldn't let me quit I don't know why I'm, I let my mom bully me like that but um, that's torture and I would bring in boomboxes and industrial strength headphones and I couldn't block out the noise and I literally slowly went insane and would be crying at my desk oh in my the God. afternoon because I could not get the squawking out of that my head horrible it played all day long it was like ah, 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 Yeah like, Literally like yeah! Screaming. Not like Tweet Tweet So it was like, funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was a
0: loop, a rhythmic loop. <laughs> what? So waka, waka.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait, how long did you have that job?
1: A whole summer. That's like a Black Mirror episode. It wow. really was. It really <laughs> wow. Was. I've had so many jobs. You should have gone last because
0: I
2: don't. Yeah, think we I, can top I, have, that. I have
0: nothing. I mean, I that. have more. We can talk you about, you about my but, shitty jobs all yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. I feel like that. That is. You have
2: nothing. I mean, I know. Eat, eat. I have a shitty job. Yeah. What was your shittiest? <laughs> the American Cancer Society. Oh. It was literally the most depressing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you do?
2: <laughs> was this before? What? Yeah, it was before I had cancer, <laughs> and um, maybe it gave me cancer. No, I I hated it. It was just I would I would. They, they have these like Relay for Life things, you know, these like fundraiser things, and I had to like coach people to raise money for these things, and. <laughs> They would all tell me. They would all talk about cancer all the time. Wow, <laughs> like, that's, that's so a depressed. And it, it was in the, the offices were in. Was Dumbo. it more depressing
0: than chemo. <laughs> yes, the
2: offices were in were in Dumbo, New York, like in Brooklyn. There, and I would I would smoked a lot at the
1: American Cancer Society. <laughs> Cigarettes,
2: yes. hilarious. I uh, I did
0: I did have one job for ten days. I was a pharmacy tech. Mm. I'd been a bank teller one summer, which I loved and I was like I always I, wanted to be that yeah, actually it was a, yeah. genuinely a ton of fun I still think about doing it uh, and I uh, do they still exist even? I liked they do have you been in a bank Alan? no <laughs> I haven't my my bank's online I honestly have not been oh, in well, a like, bank sometimes I still go in to like ask for quarters or whatever uh, I um <laughs> like 84 Uh <laughs> Uh wait, wait, uh oh, oh so I kind of like liked that I had like quirky jobs and uh, quirky but like sophisticated jobs is yeah. better. So I was like I'll become a pharmacy tech and at the time I was told they got paid like 12 bucks an hour and that was crazy in Michigan yeah. when I was in college which was you know 2012. Um so <laughs> 2012 Yeah 2012 uh, Sure
1: sure uh, what do you think I said? So I
0: got this job uh, at <laughs> uh, at CVS. The first thing they told me was I got I was getting paid less than I did the year before. So I was getting like 8 bucks an hour. It was like a 20-minute drive. And I had to stand the whole time <laughs> and my legs. My I just can't stand that mm, well. Yeah. And I had a bunch of fucking bitch coworkers <laughs> Jesus. who like I sat down once to have like a taco supreme that I'd brought for lunch and this bitch Brandy just goes. <laughs> By the way, I've met only like one Brandy that I liked in my life. And we all know, we know her. her. We, all, we all know her. Uh, she was like, if you're sitting down, and you're doing something wrong. And I quit that day. Wow. I was like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with Brandy breathing down my <laughs> mouth. <mind. I'll breathe laughs> I, I,
2: I had a boss once tell me that I needed to speak um, with a deeper voice. At, a, at the ACS at, at the movie theater oh. I worked at a movie theater which I loved the speak job speak with a deeper I would, voice I would yeah I needed to be more masculine and, and well Alan I, I actually agree with that yeah uh. <laughs> and I, I got I would think I got anger and angrier at wow. it and then I just walked out on the job Oh, wow. Yeah, Is I got that so angry. Before or after you stole $20 from them? Oh, no, I got idea. that job. I got picked up. That was in St. Louis that I walked out on job, and then the company oh. hired me back in Chicago, and that's where I stole all that money. Oh,
0: cool. All
1: right, yeah. good. <laughs> Win-win. I also forgot that I um, worked um, also at a chocolate store and gained a lot of weight, and then when I was younger, I worked at a candy store that I forgot about, and I would have- Wait, d- how- I've had so many jobs. When did you start
2: working? <laughs>
1: my mom made me get my quote working papers in 8th grade on the day of my birthday. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. And I this worked,
2: is insane. I know,
1: and I worked at this like candy Keilana sto-
2: have to work like that too? No.
1: I mean she Why? I, I don't know. That's they learned so weird. from I was the test the you know the guinea pig. You were the yeah. breadwinner in the family <laughs> Pretty much. apparently. But I worked for this at this candy store and the woman who was there had a bat for um I'll just say in, the, in my language um, for in case Hispanic people showed up she'd keep a bat she was a nightmare she was like a Nazi but she would I would have literally panic attacks and I'd have diarrhea because there was a cappuccino machine there and I didn't understand how to use the cappuccino maker and well, I would the bat
0: didn't give you diarrhea <laughs> no, no. You, not having to chase the cappuccino machine. Baby. but I would
1: stand there fr- like Having full-blown panic attacks at the I thought of somebody coming in and asking for a cappuccino, and then to, <laughs> to, it would just be me and her, and I was gnarly, and I and I would just also say like, "I'm gonna test out a new recipe," and I would just like make Eat an chocolate. ice cream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. All right. There's All right. so many more. We should do that in a second podcast. Yeah, about we'll have jobs. to. We'll have to. What would, what your, would your aunt face? say? Brent, what would your aunt say about something we discussed on today's episode? She'd say,
0: hey, uh, can your can your friend Elliot, can you can get me that bird soundtrack? I have rats in the basement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it would work. No, it definitely wouldn't work. It was bullshit.
2: Uh, I know my aunt would say, what's wrong with your mother? Yeah. What is wrong with your mother? <laughs> my Aunt Anne would say, in reference to Kieran... I just feel so bad for her. I haven't bled in years, and it is (laughs) the best thing that has ever happened to me. I am so grateful. God bless.
1: Oh, I love love it. Well, for this episode, I'm Elliot Glazer.
2: I am Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: It's a good show.